Well, Razorback fans, it didn't exactly go according to plan at Vanderbilt, but you're still the SEC co-champs. But does that really matter? Let's talk about it on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks Podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful, wonderful Monday. It is a Monday after all, and there's a lot of things that we're going to get into today, especially talking about uh, Razorback baseball and, and everything that's uh, been going on with that. But uh, a few things, though, that uh, we're going to at least uh, discuss and Dealing with baseball is also looking at the the rest of the SEC and the the tournament and, and everything that's going on. But uh, let's just start with the series though against Vanderbilt as you ended the regular season. Uh, it was on the road in Nashville. You took care of business in Game One. In fact, you made Vanderbilt look stupid in Game One. Uh, they looked completely out of sorts. Yeah, they had a lot of errors. Uh, they just did not look like a team that was ready to play. And you took advantage of it and took advantage of the mistakes that they made. And you got the job done. And you looked really good doing it. And game two looked to be kind of the same thing. At least it was setting up to be kind of the same thing. As you had great performances, you had a big lead, you were up eight to two. Seemed like everything was going the way it should have. But then a complete and total collapse late in the game just killed you. And you ended up giving up that six-run lead. Vanderbilt took care of business in one game two. And then you return in game three where you had some opportunities. It was a back-and-forth game, and uh, the leads were going there and here and and everything, but it was just not enough. It was not enough in the end, and Arkansas ended up losing that game, losing the series, and ended up being co-SEC champs. Luckily, because of the LSU performance, Arkansas actually ends up winning the SEC West outright, but ends up being a co-champion with Florida. Uh, so we'll talk about that, talk about the field, talk about uh, what to expect out of Hoover this week and uh, what, what Arkansas can do. But just looking at the, the Vanderbilt series itself, and we'll go into something a little bit more here, too. Uh, the Vanderbilt series itself, yeah, you don't want to lose, and you don't want to lose like that. Even though the regular season is still considered to be quite a success, regular season, that is, because you were able to win the SEC and win the SEC West outright. It's great, but when it comes to what you're looking like heading into postseason, that's not the type of performance in a weekend you wanted to see. I would have been okay, or at least more understanding, if Arkansas won game one, but then Vanderbilt stormed back and had a great performance in game two and won that one, and then you had a back and forth game like in game three, and then you ended up losing it just because, hey, it's it's at the end of the, the series, you're throwing out a bunch of pitchers to make sure everyone's staying healthy, like all of those things. And that's how you lost. I wouldn't be happy, but I I could at least be like, hey, sometimes that's baseball. But blowing a lead like they did in game two and knowing what was in reach and what they could have had was extremely disappointing. Now, I'm not concerned as far as the team and what they'll do in postseason play. I still believe the expectation is Omaha. I still believe that uh, they're going to be a number three, four seed nationally, somewhere in there. Uh, I do believe that. Uh, there's still plenty of reasons to be optimistic that they'll have uh, a great showing in the postseason play. We know it's about matchups and it's about where you end up as far as the field of 64. Like I know all of that, 
But I also believe that there are some things that could be a little bit concerning. And uh, I think that with Gage Wood and how he looked there in the uh, in the showing that he had in Vanderbilt is a little concerning. Because if you remember last year, Brady Tigert was so incredible as your closer as a freshman. But then once the end of the season postseason came along, he lost a little bit. Like he, it was whether it was his confidence or whatever, he just wasn't the same player. But hey, freshman pitchers, sometimes those things that happen. I'm concerned about that with Gage Wood, to where because of that tough performance and him getting frustrated and everything, is that going to carry over into postseason, or is he going to have a very short memory? I don't really know. I don't know Gage. We haven't seen much of him, but being a true freshman, it is a legitimate concern. He hasn't been in this spot before. And if Arkansas is going to make it to Omaha, they need Gage Wood to play well. So that's a concern. Uh, Hunter Holland didn't have the, the best of showings either. And he was a guy that really has come along. So, you know, you, you don't want to see that heading in the postseason play. Like, just those things in general. It's like just you know, normal things that, you know, dealing with that. And then on top of it, also, I mean, Arkansas hadn't had enough injuries this year, so they might as well have another one. Uh, you got John Bolton, the shortstop, uh, getting hit with a sprained ankle. And it doesn't look like he's going to play at all this week in Hoover, which is the right move. Hopefully he's back and good to go once uh, once regionals come around. But it's like, you know, I know I know Bolton's had his struggles at the plate at times this year, but the dude's been a phenomenal shortstop. Like Arkansas leads the league in double plays, and a lot of it has to do with his fielding. And it's not to say that, again, next man up mentality, nobody can step up in their place, but it's just every, I think, out of the lineup to start the year, all but four players have dealt with injuries. And knock on wood, it's Caleb Cowley, Kendall Diggs, Jace Boyfriend, and I think Brady Slavens. Only ones that haven't done with it, dealt with any major injuries. It's just stupid. So there's reasons to be concerned. There's reasons to not, you know, feel maybe as confident as you did just a little bit ago. But still, we'll see what happens in Hoover. We'll see what happens in uh, the regionals, they got to get guys healthy, and Dave Van Horn's been in these situations before. I trust him, uh, so we'll wait and see. But I wanted to take this to another step and talking about the SEC championship and being the regular season champions at Arkansas, because I tweeted out, of course, uh, you know, Arkansas was SEC champs as soon as LSU lost that game to Georgia. It was Georgia. Um, I said, hey, SEC champs, caps and, and exclamation points, to which I guess Alabama fans came flying in out of the woodwork and we're talking about, because uh, I'm going back to when it was in basketball, and I made fun of Alabama fans because they valued the SEC regular season championship so much uh, that they're like, oh, so now it matters in baseball. I thought I was told these don't matter. I was told the SEC championships don't matter. And so once again, it's like, I, I just laugh at these Bama fans because they are so dumb. And it's like, I responded to a few of them. I was like, no, this is where you're wrong. And then they just respond with L, cope. Great. Yeah, really intelligent. Uh, but I just, here's my thing, and I, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again just to reiterate the point. It's not that the SEC regular season championship has no value whatsoever. It's not. There is value, and it is something that can be celebrated. It should be celebrated. Winning this league is extremely difficult. We all know that. Whether it's basketball or baseball or softball or football or whatever, if you win the SEC, that's an accomplishment that you should celebrate. No question about it. However, when it comes to defining a successful season, it does not matter. 
That was my point with basketball, and it's my point with baseball. Folks, Arkansas won the SEC championship. They're co-champs this year. If Arkansas looks, loses in the regional, are you going to look back on this season and be like, yeah, you know, that season was a success. Yeah, I like that. That was a good year. You're going to look back at it a disappointment. You are. Even if they lost in the Supers this year, you will look back on this season and be like, that was a disappointment. Even though you won the SEC regular season title, yeah, it was a disappointment. Because that's not what the end game is. The end game is getting to Omaha and winning the College World Series. That's the end game. That's something where the expectation is elevated, and that's the type of program that a place like Arkansas is all about. That's the point and how SEC regular season titles don't mean anything. Because if you don't, if you win the SEC, but you don't bring it in the postseason in the field of 68 or the field of 64, talking about basketball and baseball, if you don't do that, it doesn't matter. Like Arkansas won the SEC regular season title and the SEC tournament title in 2021 in baseball. Do any of you Razorback fans look at that as a successful season? Because you lost in the Supers. Do any of you look back on that year and say, man, that was a phenomenal year, one of the best? No. Omaha is what matters. And that's what I've been trying to explain to these bammers that just don't understand it. And it cracks me up. I, I didn't think it was that hard of a concept to understand. It'd be like this. Imagine if Arkansas... Like, if LSU made the World Series, we'll just say that. If LSU makes the World Series, but Arkansas did not, they fell short. And LSU fans went after you and were giving you a hard time. And they're like, ah, you lost. You know, we, we won. Are you going to go back and be like, yeah, well, just check out our, our ICC regular season title banner. Yeah, in your face. No. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. Omaha, World Series, that's what matters. And it's the same thing in basketball, too. If you lose in the second round of the NCAA tournament, but you won the SEC regular season title, and a team that went to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight or even the Final Four laughs at you and says, ha ha, yeah, yeah how, how, how great is that? We have a great team ever, and you guys couldn't even make it to the second week. Oh, yeah? What, what, what banner did you, do you have? We, we won the SEC regular season title. Cool. Good for you. I'm sure your parents are very proud. That's the point. So. Yes, SEC championships can be celebrated. It's an accomplishment, but it doesn't matter when it comes to if your year was a great year or not so great. Plain and simple. Would you rather win the SEC regular season title and lose in the regionals or super regionals? Or would you rather have a year like you had last year where you didn't host a regional or super and you made it to the College World Series and won three games? Which one would you rather have? It's an easy answer. Don't tell that to those Bama fans, though. They're new to this whole basketball thing, though. They don't really understand it. But it's okay. Maybe one day they'll get a, get on board. Uh, folks, I want to tell you about FanDuel. As we know, uh, with the NBA playoffs going on right now, as well as a few other postseason events, new customers can get the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Uh, I know that it's uh, something to where it, it means a lot when we can go on and and look at all the different games and all the stuff for the NBA to choose from. But here's the thing. They have great promotions every day. They have a safe and secure app that you can download and you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to go for playoff action than America's number one sports book. 
So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get the no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, we know that the SEC tournament is officially set for baseball, and it's set up like this. Arkansas, of course, does not get the number one seed, even though they're co-champs, because Florida technically did hold the tiebreaker. So Arkansas is not going to be playing until Wednesday, and there'll be the second game on Wednesday. And, and let's just go through the breakdown. Uh, essentially, the, both Mississippi schools missed out on the postseason. Jeez, the past two champions in baseball missed out on the, on the, on the like they said, they just mailed it in. They're like, hey, we won our title. We, uh, we give up on the game of baseball. We don't care anymore. Uh, but still, you have, uh, and, Bra- and, and the first game's on Tuesday. First game is South Carolina and Georgia. You have Tennessee, Texas A&M. And then you have Kentucky, Alabama, and then Auburn and Missouri. That's how the games are set up. Those are single elimination games. So win or go home. And then the next day, you'll have uh, LSU playing the first game, the three seed. Then Arkansas, the second game, two seed. Florida, the one seed, will be the afternoon slot. Uh, and then Vanderbilt will get the night slot as the four seed. Arkansas will face off against the winner of Tennessee and Texas A&M. And then it heads into double elimination, where if Arkansas is able to win that game against Texas or Texas A&M or Tennessee, they would move on and they would end up playing the winner of game five, which was LSU and whoever they end up playing between South Carolina and Georgia. So more than likely, I, I, I would go out on a limb and say it's going to be, you're going to play Tennessee, I think, in game one. And then you're probably going to play LSU again in game two. And then after that, you know, again, it goes through elimination. So even if Arkansas loses to Tennessee or A&M, whoever it ends up being, uh, you'll end up playing the first game at 930 on uh, Thursday. And again, it's double elimination, and, and it kind of goes on from there. So it's set. The field's set. I know some people are pretty excited about it. I said it before, and I'm going to bring it up again, and I'm sorry if this uh, frustrates you or if any of you care about this, but I could not give two rips about what Arkansas does in the SEC tournament this week. I do not care. In fact, I don't want them to win many games. Because I want them to be healthy. I want them to be fresh. And you think about it like, Arkansas plays Wednesday. There's not that type of turnaround usually. So it's like a pretty quick one. And then if you won, like if Arkansas won and ended up playing, say, in the title game originally, like that's Sunday. That's Sunday. So you're talking about games throughout the whole week. And then Sunday you have it. And then you'll have the uh, actual regionals and everything that upcoming weekend. Too many games. Too many games, too many things that can go wrong. And the way that Arkansas keeps getting banged up and injured, I, I want the least amount of games possible. Go 0-2 and barbecue and get out. I said this, I alluded to this a little bit before, but to me, the SEC tournament and baseball needs to be single elimination across the board. Across the board, single elimination. And I would even be okay if you wanted to invite the 13 and 14 seeds into it as long as everybody got single elimination. Treat it like the SEC basketball tournament. Have the same exact format. The same exact format. And do it the exact same way. Have the 11, 12, 13, 14 teams face off against each other in the Wednesday night sadness. And then you go into Thursday where then the next teams go on. And then you get a double bye if you're one of the top four seeds. So you don't play until Friday. Uh, you know, do, do that. 
or maybe even have opt-outs. I would, I would be fine for that, but I just, I don't know. I really am over the SEC tournament, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with just Arkansas's injury situation and how many times that they had it going on. I'm going to be down there in Hoover, so we're going to have some uh, fun recorded podcasts down there. Uh, looking forward to that because the buzz is sending me, and so it's always like fun to be able to be a part of that. But uh, I really hope Arkansas just stays healthy, gets out of there alive, plays, play walk-ons, play freshmen, play everybody that you possibly can that you don't need in the key positions and the key situations. Or even, I, I think that if you need somebody to get their confidence back, like if it's a Gage Wood or somebody like that, then that works too. Throw them out there for a few, let them get flowing a little bit, and then take them out. But I just, I want it to end. I want it to get over with. Wake me up when the regionals in Fayetteville are going on, because to me, that's, that's really where things start to go down and start to come into play. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about something a little bit more personal on the other side of the break. But first, I, I want to tell you about Built Bar, and we know... That built bar here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast is is the best. Like we talk about this protein bar, and if you haven't tried it yet, you're missing out. If you go to build.com, you can see all the different flavors that they have to choose from, and it's amazing that they taste so incredible because they're covered in 100% dark chocolate, but they're so healthy for you. I know you think that that sounds crazy, but take my word for it: 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and less than four grams of sugar. It's, it's great. So if you haven't tried them out, try them out today. Make them the snack. Put them in the lunchbox for the kids when they're going to school. I guess school's out. So when they go in their, their uh, summer camps and whatnot, start packing those things. They're healthier. They're convenient. So many different flavors to choose from. You can get a box of them at Built.com. You can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to check them out that way. But either way, check out Built and BuiltBar.com. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Now, probably some of you may be frustrated by this. Let me just put it this way. Okay, I'll get it out of the way because some of you may not even care about this at all, but I felt like it was worth sharing. Uh, first off, uh, no, there's no update on the Ron Holland situation. I still believe he's coming to Arkansas. Still waiting on Texas to release him from his national letter of intent. I think everything's okay. We're just wait and see, all right? So I know we will keep wanting to know about the Ron Allen situation. That's what I know. There's no update. There's no change, but uh, I still believe it's going to be happening. But uh, I, I put out on social media yesterday about, uh, you know, we did this Buzz video promo shoot, and I put up a little picture of all of us up from the Buzz, and something somebody was bringing up the size of my calves, and I was like, made the joke. I was like, oh, it's because that's like when you're a fat kid your whole life. You know, you got, you're always going to have to have big calves to carry the weight. And it just kind of kept over and people were just, you know, wondering, it was like, Oh, I didn't know you're a fat kid. How'd you lose your weight and everything? Well, here, here, here's, here, I'm just going to show you this. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, here, here's what I looked like. All right. This was me in high school. This is me at 250 pounds. Yeah, that's me. Can't believe I didn't get the chicks. Like, look at that. Yeah. I don't even have a neck. I don't even know if I have a chin. I also don't know what, I'm, what haircut I'm going with, but yeah, I was in high school when that happened. That was me. And so I put that out there and then everybody was just kind of like shocked by the, the transition and all that. Thing. And then I know I just shared that, you know, people were asking how I, how I did it and how I lost weight and everything. And, you know, I just took it to the level of, uh, I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot of hard work and time and you know, something maybe not a lot of people want to hear about or want to want to see or anything. But uh, I felt like there's always things that happen in life that, you know, make you think about things, make you cha- change a lot of stuff. And so like I, um, I, I, when I first was, uh, I was, you know, I was always the friend zone in high school. 
what it was what it was about. I was that big fat teddy bear that every girl just wanted to hug instead of actually date. So, but I uh, I went through you know went to college and everything, and you know I had my two first serious relationships I was ever in. I got cheated on, and one of them I actually caught like red handed, which was awkward. Uh, but I went through that, and then a few years later, my my brother got married. And when that happens and I got to see, you know, cause I was kind of just floating in the wind, not really knowing what I was going to do in life, just trying to figure out, you know, anything and, and just what I could be good at or, you know, I was really college was not a thing. Cause I was, you know, I was seven and a half years. I was, took me to, you know, figure it out. And I just wasn't really going anywhere and doing anything. And I think I saw when, when my brother went, got married and saw how his life was together. I was like, geez, I'm nowhere near that. And he's only a few years older than me. I think that happened, and then of course when my grandfather passed away, um, you know, I think that that one had one of the most remarkable impacts on me because I was so close to him, and uh, he meant so much to me uh, growing up, and the inspiration that he provided, and in a way, he was uh, had a lot to do with what I do today, and who I am today. So, you know, when those things happen, things just kind of add up, and you know, you start to think about what's what's important and what's real and what you want to do, and you know, I think it was from a Rocky Balboa movie or whatever. He's like, he's like, nothing, there's nothing that hits harder than life. And that's kind of the things that I looked at. And, you know, they, they, they took it to another level of change. And there's even things here recently that I've had, you know, I went just recently went through a breakup um, that really, really like, I, I mean, it hurt, it sucked, but, you know, we go through these things that happen and it just coming out on the other end in a better spot and in a better way. Is a lot easier said than done, but once you do it, once you get to that point, you know, you feel really good about it and you start to look at things a little bit more seriously. And I think with my, my weight loss journey and what I, again, it took a long time to get to that point, but I think it just took me to understand for, well, for one, of course, to understand the, the positives of being healthy and, you know, not being obese and all of that. But honestly, it was about, Self-confidence more than anything. It, it, you got to be able to be confident in what you do and who you are. And I'm somebody that has always had that in some aspects. You know, I try to cover up a lot of my physical insecurities with my sense of humor growing up. And you know, we just find those ways to do it. But it wasn't until I'd really gotten to doing what I'm doing today. And the radio and, and podcasting and, and being able to you know, just go through this journey that I'm in. Did I really feel the, what self-confidence truly was? Where people, you have impacts in what you're doing and you have value in what you're doing, not because of you know, what you're thinking is what people want to hear, but just because you actually have something that you can take pride in and that you can be proud of and that you can provide for other people. And you can provide a, a way of making a living and enjoying it at the same time. That's not an easy thing to do. And when I was able to gain that self-confidence, I was able to overcome a lot of things. And so, you know, sometimes I, I felt like, at least in the beginning, especially when I was later in college, when I really lost a lot of my weight, I may have been a little bit overconfident, cocky, I think is the word to, uh, to know. And if anybody ever knew me in college, they'll probably agree and know the same thing. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older in life now and, you know, I'm in my 30s and I understand that what's important and what's what what do you got to put value in and so i say all that to say this is that 
you know, the amount of people that reached out to me when I explained that story on, on Twitter about my weight loss was very inspirational to me because there's a few people that told me that like I just inspired them and that, um, you know, they, they went through something similar to what I went through and, and getting to that point. And that really meant a lot to me. You know, that was very special. That was awesome. Just being able to hear that and, and see that and know that people outside people I don't even know can sometimes go through what I've been through. And so that meant a lot to me. And, you know, this journey's not over. I still got to always, you know, work to do and always things to, to do and how to do it. But uh, I didn't want to make this into some sappy, you know, whatever. I just, I'll, I'll close it with this. That way I don't have to keep rambling. Folks, you know, there's always inspirations you can look for in other people. But the point is, is that you have to have your own self-confidence in what you do. You know, if you if you don't have the confidence in who you are, what your job is, who your your family is, you know, where you're going in life and, and having value and pride in that, then it's going to be tough to to navigate this life. And it's going to be tough to, you know, do anything much like just something as simple as weight loss. It's not an easy thing to do. So find that value in your life and find where you can get that self-confidence from. Because if there is anything that I could tell anybody when it comes to this journey that I've been on, especially when it's come to weight loss, is that when you have that self-confidence, when you have that self-awareness, and when you feel good about who you are and what you do, everything else will fall into place because you will be motivated to do whatever it is you want to do. And you'll get it because you know that it's worth it in the end and you know you'll work hard to get it too. That's all I wanted to say. So just thank you for those that reached out and thank you for that whole thing. Like it meant a lot to me and hopefully a lot of you can uh, be out there and if you're going through something similar, you know, if I can do it, anybody can do it, <laughs> I guess is the, the point too. But either way, thanks to all of you for, uh, for listening to that and thanks for all the reaching out and thank you to all who listen and subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't done it already. Also hit that little bell on YouTube so you'll get notified of all the different podcasts that we post up each and every day here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can reach me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, at Buzz John Neighbors. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.